Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning, all. Good morning. Good to see everybody this fine day. If you're a visitor with us, welcome. We planned for your arrival. You'll see there is a trifold uh, communication card in the pews in front of you. If you'd fill one of those out, put in the offering plate in the service, we'd love to thank you for being here and adding your voice to our worship. We're grateful that you're here with us. Also, uh, welcome to 2020. Uh, that was my best, Barbara Walters. Um, 2020. All right. Welcome as well to our year-long theme of focus on faithfulness. Uh, we will be uh, asking how are we boldly pursuing God's will in our lives. And one of the ways we're doing that is trying to give extra opportunities for you to share, to grow, and serve. One of those opportunities coming up, the new Good Shepherd Cafe starts this Wednesday night. We'll eat together at 5.30, have some time for learning and growing together as families. You're asking yourself, now, do I have to have a family to attend this? No. Will it benefit you greatly if you do? Yes. If you don't have little ones, but you care about the formation of little ones and helping families grow together, we'd love to have as many Good Shepherd ambassadors as we can. Let me know so we can prepare for you. Uh, also, we're starting our Christian Contemplative Practice class. It'll be held on four Sundays here at church beginning next Sunday, January 19th, from 4 to 5.30. It's free. <gasps> Invite your friends. Come when you can. Sign up on Realm or at Sign Up Central. Also today, our resource table is open again. Begin the new year and open yourself up to God's leading by establishing a daily habit of prayer or devotional time. These are resources. We also have an, a, a lovely list of additional free online resources, if that's your kind of thing. Um, also, that's kind of intended to serve uh, for this thing we're trying in 2020. We'll be using these words a lot. It's called how to establish your vine time. Vine time. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. How are we staying connected to the source of this love and life and wisdom and hope? Uh, we hope you'll establish a vine time. If you're wondering, how do I establish my own vine time? This class will be offered uh, by Pastor Alice next week uh, at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. It'll be held in room 100. There will also, Pastor Pat has told me here, there will be treats after the services. Treats, folks. Treats. That's great news. Treats and vine time? What? What an opportunity. Also, this uh, January 18th, this upcoming Saturday, we're having another chili cook-off to help raise money for the Edge House Campus Ministry. It'll happen at 6 p.m. We are looking for chili makers and chili eaters. So read more about it in the Our Life and the January Horn. Disclaimer, the pastors who created last year's victorious Holy Trinity chili, all three of us, we're not entering this year because we got to give some folks a shot, you know? So if you're like, why even bother? 
This is the time to take that illustrious trophy from your pastors. And who doesn't want to steal something from a pastor and be like, it was fine, I won. Great. So do that. Try it. Make a chili. You'll win, maybe. Who knows? Families also join in on an... We have so many announcements. Just keeps going. Join in on an opportunity if you got little ones. This is a great service opportunity. Join in serving our community through the Sweet Cheeks Diaper Outreach. It's a tush joke, guys. Sweet Cheeks. It's funny. Okay. Uh, you can help sort and stock diapers Saturday, January 9th through 11th. You'll be helping sort and stock diapers. It's all ages can help, and this is a great way to make life easier for vulnerable children in our community. That's what we do here is we help, we grow, we share, we serve. A great opportunity. Um, with that, I think we're ready to kick off. Where? Oh, there's Pastor Pat. We're ready for our presentation of our fourth grade Bibles. Go. Good morning. Our first reading is from the book of Isaiah. Look at my servant whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. He will bring justice to all who have been wronged. He will not falter or lose heart until justice prevails throughout the earth. Even distant lands beyond the sea will wait for his instruction. God, the Lord, created the heavens and stretched them out. He created the earth and everything in it. He gives breath to everyone, life to everyone who walks the earth. And it is he who says, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guard you, and I will give you to my people, Israel, as a symbol of my covenant with them and you will be a light to guide the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind. You will free the captives from prison, releasing those who sit in the dark dungeons. I am the Lord that is my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else, nor share my praise with carved idols. Everything I prophesied has come true, and now I will prophesy again. I will tell you the future before it happens. Here ends the reading. The second reading comes from the book of Acts. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere 
and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our gospel today is from the third chapter of Matthew. So then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, but John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, so why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and then settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Here ends our reading. You may be seated. All right. It's time, folks. If you've been following along on Facebook, the mystery has unraveled. What's in the box? What's in the box? What could it be? I'm, if we don't get it by now, it's, it's, I feel like we've given it away with some of the liturgy, with some of the readings, the decorations, the candle, but we're going to do the unveiling anyways, folks. Here it comes. Is it Pastor Heidi? <gasps> No, 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 no. <gasps> da, 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 da. It's the baptismal font. Wild. I know. What a mystery it was. Yes. I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I wrapped this big box. It's all right, but, you know, it, we did it. It's a lot of paper from the dollar store. Um, Yes, we are in 2020, and one of the things we've been talking about as a, a team of pastors, you have the embarrassment of pastors you have, all these pastors running around here, we've been talking about how we're going to focus on faithfulness in 2020, how we're going to give this special attention. And one of the things we, we do is we always talk about on some of this, what do we hope for as a community? And one of the things we hope for is that worship is a real central part of our time together, but the thing is, is for a lot of us, we've been going to worship for a long time. For some folks, they've just started. And what ends up happening is sometimes we start taking for granted some of the things we do in worship. And they start becoming kind of rote for some or are completely foreign to others because we've never really taken a bunch of time to really dive into what that means. Things like confession and forgiveness, the passing of the peace. Be surprised. It's not just to say hey to your neighbors. It actually has some significance. We're going to talk about that. But today we thought it's pretty seasonally appropriate that we talk about something that we talk about all the time, which is that we're baptized, that we're marked, that this event here, this moment, this stuff is really central to who we are as a people of faith, that this is not just some pomp or circumstance that came on at some point in our life and faith throughout the thousands of years we've been practicing this, but it really is at the very start as we read today this story of Jesus. So 
one of the things, we, the reason we talk about this is it's a sacrament, right? It's something that Jesus literally told us to do. Jesus tells us to do lots of stuff that's very challenging to do. Can we think of a few? Uh, love your enemy. Just love them. Right. Right. Don't call anyone a fool. That's basically murdering them. Okay. Okay. Uh, give to the poor. And not just give. If they ask for your jacket, give them your shirt too. Easy peasy. Right? Give all your things away. Easy, easy. Now, so many of the things Jesus asks us to do are so challenging, but specifically we talk about things like communion because he says, do this. When he ascends to heaven before he goes there, he says, I want you to go and baptize people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And it's using this normal stuff that when mixed with God's word, we have a promise. We have a means of which that God shares grace and love and forgiveness. Um, just so you know, here's some secrets of the trade. Did you know baptism is so important that any of you are able to do a baptism in an emergency circumstance? And if you're out of water, great news. If you make the stuff, <laughs> it counts. It totally counts. Now, that's not the obvious way we do it, but you can if you needed to. Other secrets of the trade, what's kept back here, you might wonder? There's a secret cubby, pastor secrets, and back here you'll find a sweet pitcher to be expected. But, ooh, here's that other stuff. What is in the little tin, you may ask? Ooh, it says oil of gladness. It's anointing balm, folks. This is that good stuff that once you get wet, you also get the seal of the cross. An oil, an anointing, literally like how they would anoint kings with this oil to mark you. I say this is the stuff that really seals it in. This is the stuff that makes the baptism so permanent because you can't wash it off. At least the day it happens, you do smell it for a while. I know, I've handled the stuff. It sticks with you, which gets to this idea when we wanted to talk about what this is. I decided to go to the source um, on this matter. One, Bible. Two, let's go Lutheran because they get real practical with it. And I went to Luther and I went to some of their teachings and there was this perhaps the most Lutheran thing ever written about something so beautiful as baptism. It got real practical. And it says, according to Lutheran doctrine, the means of grace... They are unchanging, they are sufficient, and they are efficacious. So I think we get it now. <laughs> Amen. We'll just sing now, I guess. So, yep, okay. No. See, that, those are very good words, but let's kind of flesh those out a little bit. Unchanging, I already said, we've been doing this thing for a while. If you go to ancient Israel, you'll even find like ceremonial ritual baths, the idea of cleansing and being made new. It's unchanging that we would use this common stuff to convey something so powerful because in the very beginning, God's breath moved over these waters. Water's the same. It's been here forever. It's here, and it's with us, and it is unchanging. Another thing is we've been doing this thing as a sort of starter's pistol for the life in faith for the whole time we've done this. The words that are said at our baptisms are the words that have been said at baptisms for 
generations. Know that if you were baptized, you took part in a ritual, a tradition that has been happening since the time of Jesus, which is really cool. A lot of talk can be said about, you know, how do you translate this stuff over so long? Does any of it still have the same meaning? Yeah, it does. This really is unchanging and remarkable that you are being adopted. You are being welcomed into this new family. It's said that we drown in these waters and when we emerge, we come out reborn in new life. Children of God. Another thing that's unchanging is your identity. You exist now as a child of God, permanently, which leads to that great word, efficacious. It's efficacious in that it don't matter what you do now. This doesn't go away. Your faith, when it waxes and wanes at times, when you struggle in faith, when you are full of doubt, when you wonder if this whole thing matters anymore, this stuff, it's still here. It never goes away. The love expressed to you in that moment is unchanging, and it never goes away. Beautiful. In fact, I heard a story about this. Now, you can take this with a grain of salt, because I heard it in North Dakota from a pastor. Let, I'm going to give you another inside trick. Sometimes pastors make up stories. <laughs> They're like, I knew somebody. Well, did you? Like, did you really? They may have, but sometimes they make them up. So I don't know if this is true, but I really liked it. So it came from one of these prairie churches, you know, the ones that stick out in the middle of like a big field of flax. This guy knows what I'm talking about. Roy Johnson from North Dakota knows exactly what I'm talking about. This old church, one of the coolest things that you'll find in churches, especially these old ones, is you'll find a big fat book. It looks really fancy, and you're like, well, what is this? This actually keeps track of every person who's been baptized in that place. When they were baptized, who baptized them, who were their sponsors, lovely. So the church gets a phone call from someone asking about information about their baptism. I believe I was born around, I think I was baptized around this time, and this is my name. There you are, written in the book. I could give you the details. He did. He goes, great. So this is a strange question. He says, um, now, I was baptized there, but I'm not really even from there. I was there because my grandparents lived there, and my parents were getting a lot of flack that they hadn't baptized me yet from my grandparents. So we went out to the old family church, and I got baptized. But truth be told, I never practiced this thing. I don't practice it still, and it feels kind of hypocritical for me to be written in your lovely book if I don't practice this. So if you could, just erase me out of there. And she said, who, you know? I don't know the protocol on this. I'll ask somebody and see what the policy is on erasing you from this baptism book. Next day, calls back, and she's like, so... I was going to ask, but I ended up not doing it because I've been to enough baptisms. I think you're stuck with it. <laughs> like, we say that specifically. You can't undo it. Well, I don't practice it. Yeah, so do many of us, you know. But it doesn't change the fact that you have been marked, named, claimed, child of God. This is who you are. I'm sorry. You cannot practice it, but, bud, you're in the book. That's a lovely story. That's really good news for all of us who at least even try to follow this life and faith to imitate Jesus Christ, which is kind of tricky. You're named. 
You've been marked. It's efficacious. It doesn't matter what we do. It matters that God has said, you're mine. It also says it's sufficient. I like, I think it's more than sufficient, folks. It's more than enough. Because what it is, to quote the Beatles, it's love, folks, and it's really all you need. It's the kind of love that I remember a lot of times when worship would come up, my wife would say, oh, I'm going to go to this service. I go, oh, good, there's a baptism at that one. She goes, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to cry today. Something emotional about baptisms, I think, especially if you've been there for baptisms or you've baptized your children. I remember making that promise to my kids and realizing this love that we're expressing is a love that changes our identity from existing beyond ourselves but for one another. I am needed by my children. And just so you know, my children need you too. Because every time we do a baptism, you say, we're going to help them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to love them. We're going to form them. If you've been baptized, the people around you have committed themselves to loving you, to forming you in that love so that you can love others. We exist for more than ourselves because we belong in this place. We're needed in this place. God's doing something incredible through it. So today, we're going to remember that in some creative ways, one of which is we're going to sing a song. We're going to go into a song right after this, and then we're going to go into an affirmation of that baptism. And then I'm going to give you instructions on how we're going to physically get in this stuff. With our little kids, I always have them come scoop a handful and go throw it at their parents. Because <laughs> I want them to know they're loved. Well, you're going to have a similar opportunity. It just hopefully won't get everything so wet. All right, so I'll invite you up to help us. It's a mini sermon today because we've got an extended engagement with this wet stuff. So if you'll join me in a song. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.